Hey, it's Greg Stanley. As a new aspect of my automotive passion and hobby, I am a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. If you need assistance consigning a collector car at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, Auburn, West Palm, or Hershey, email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey everyone, it's Greg Stanley with the Collector Car Podcast. Uh, today's going to be an interesting episode, and first off, I'd like to introduce our special guest, Scott Ellsworth. Scott, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Greg? Doing fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Scott is a certified public accountant. Actually, if you would, Scott, tell us a little bit about your business. So I'm a CPA. We, uh, we assist. We have a niche of uh, uh, small business owners, real estate investors, some average person, but we do uh, tax uh, and accounting. So we've got clients who are um, all different businesses, and we'll do their accounting through, their, uh, through the tax, and we do a lot of consulting and tax planning. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, and now the reason I wanted you on today is for your tax advice. And now we've known each other for years, and I don't believe you're a car guy. Is that correct? No, I'm not a big car guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, even still, you're welcome on the show, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about cars, just to kick this off. Uh, what was your first car you ever owned? And I'm not a car guy, but it was like a, it was a Pontiac. It was a I think it was a Pontiac, and it was just, it was, I used to get laughed at because I bought it senior high school. It had four doors, right? and they thought it was a grandma's car, uh, but I bought it. It was, it was, it was great. It was a garage-kept car from some older lady, and it was 500 bucks, and it was practically, looked like it was new, but it was a 60, I think it, I bought it in 82, it was a 69. Wow, okay. So financially responsible, even at a young age. Yes, 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 I was. Okay, well, let's see how financially responsible you are with our next question. What is your dream car? You know, I think it used to be I always wanted a black trans name with a gold eagle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, Screaming Chicken, yeah. Yeah, I always loved the visit, Smoking the Bandit and all that. Um, but I think uh, right now I would actually like, I think I would like a Tesla. I would like to go to that level. I know that's not probably you know, uh, a classic car kind of answer, but I think I would do that. But I think the biggest thing for me is I like to get in. I don't want to climb down into the car, and I don't want to climb up into the truck. I want I want something I can just slide into, but I want it to be nice. So right, I think right. I, So anyway, so that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I would think if I had a dream car just to something be fun, I used to think it would be a Porsche, but I think I would want to go with maybe a, something like a Tesla. Well, Teslas are great. We like Teslas on this show. So, yeah, that works out great. Okay. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on today is because a couple months ago at a Bear Jackson auction, Rick Hendrick, who owns Hendrick's Motor Racing, the NASCAR team, I think they have like four teams, 12 championships, and he also owns a huge automotive dealership network. Uh, last I looked, he has 94 dealerships in the capacity. Wow. Yeah, 94 dealerships. 15 at which are Chevrolet stores, almost 11,000 employees on that side of the business. And then on his motorsport side of the business, he has almost 600 employees. And wow. he has a huge private collection of 210 cars, 58,000 square foot facility that you can only get into by invitation only. So I obviously have not been there. 
It is on my You haven't been list. invited yet? You haven't been have, invited yet? No, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hopefully one day. <laughs> so he is known for like loving Corvettes and then wanting to buy the first serial number of a new Corvette. And he's done it for many years. He has Corvettes with the serial number one way back to 1955, 56, 57. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, usually the newer Corvettes ring in at about a million dollars each. And it's all donated to a nonprofit charity. And this last one actually sold for $3 million. And so I understand the general thought process on this is, you know, you buy a car for $3 million with a nonprofit. You can write off a certain amount to offset your taxes. But I really just wanted you to kind of go over that aspect of it. Maybe ballpark, how much money do you need to make (laughs) to where approximately a $3 million write-off makes sense? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of an overview of how that nonprofit charity aspect works from a tax perspective. Sure. So when you buy anything from an auction, car or it could be a painting in an auction, right? You go, I'm going to go to silent auctions and buy. You, whatever you pay that's above the fair market value of what you're bidding on and what you win is a deduction. So if he bought a car for $3 million, what do you think the value was on that? It's like seventy grand, seventy-five grand. So let's just let's just call it seventy-five grand. So let's really say he, for ease of purposes, we do it. Uh, so he paid three million seventy-five thousand bucks. That was his final bid. He won the the auction. Sure. So seventy-five thousand is the price of the car. There's no deduction that goes in his collection. The three million dollars he would take off on itemized deductions. Now, any more these days. Most people, say an average person, would do standard deduction, right? We we have a as a as a married couple, you have a standard deduction of about twenty four thousand dollars, a little more, and that includes that standard would encompass all your charitable contributions, your mortgage interest, your real estate taxes, all that kind of stuff. Most people don't get up to twenty four. Ninety five percent of the people probably don't exceed the standard. But for many people, like Mr. Hendricks, and there's some others, it could be Greg, <laughs> it could be Scott, we'll right. get above 24 because we give a lot of money away. Uh, hopefully we don't have any debt. That's a whole other different podcast. But uh, all those kind of things, we, don't, we would have those. So let's say we get, a, we get itemized, and so we can do an itemized deduction. So charitable contributions, which is what the $3 million it becomes, because He's gotten a letter from the charity that says, you were the winning bidder, $3,075,000. The value is $75,000. So your charitable deduction is $3 million. So on his return, he can deduct that, but he can only deduct the contributions for that type of thing are limited to 50% of his income. So let's say, for instance, and actually for that charity, do you know what charity it was? Uh, it was Detroit. Like a Detroit hospital or something. Oh, here we go. Detroit Children's Fund. So so depending on what, what kind of charity it is, it'll either be fifty or sixty percent he has to have that that's his maximum deduction that he can take. So if he had three million dollars and he only had four million dollars of income, right, then he's only gonna can get to deduct, let's say fifty percent for round numbers, he'll deduct two million of the three million this year. The other million carries over to next year. He can carry ah, that forward okay. for five years. Now, 
And my guess is Mr. Hendricks makes more <laughs> than that. So in this case, let's say it's 60%. So he, to, for a $3 million deduction, he would have to make $5 million in income. And I'm sure that he makes $5 million in income. So he would get to deduct the whole thing this year. And the nice thing about it is at 37%, because he'd be in a 37% tax bracket, his he's going to get a million one in taxes back. Really? Wow. So the government essentially paid for $1,110,000 of that $3 million purchase. Does that mean he could have gone even higher, or would that be the max because of his income? Well, at that point for the income, that right, if he had made, made $5 million worth of income and 60%, that would have given him a $3 million maximum deduction. He would have just carried the rest over. You know, if he had bought it for $4 million, or if he bought it for $6 million, then his income to fully take the deduction this year would be $10 million. What is the amount that went to the Detroit Children's Fund instead of going to the IRS? No, the whole amount went to the Children's Fund. Okay. <clears throat> it, it doesn't affect the deductions. They still got the $3,075,000. On his tax return, he's going to owe on it. If he didn't do this deal, if he didn't make this grandiose purchase, very generous, he would have paid three million bucks in taxes. Let's say. Yep. Okay, because that was your. He wouldn't have actually wouldn't have been paying that if he had five million dollars. If that was his his income, so five million uh, times thirty seven percent, he probably was paying more like one point nine million dollars in tax. Okay, it's five million bucks, right? Yep. Right. Okay. So this time, now we're going to get one million one of a tax. So he gets a three million dollar tax deduction, which is equal to one point one million. So he cut his tax bill from one point eight five to to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, that's the number I'm looking for. Okay, so that yep. difference that netted a difference that didn't go to the IRS about one point what one point one or so one about one point one million. Okay, interesting. Okay, my head's so he's this stuff. Yeah, but 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 the nice thing is the charity still got their whole three million seventy five. But the IRS says, and when I say IRS, it's the it's the Congress. I guess they're the ones that really make the law. They're basically saying, hey, we appreciate you giving that money to the children's home. So we're going to give you a deduction for that. And essentially, we're going to let you save writing us a check for $1.1 million. We're going to save you that much money. Right. Okay. He, he, he saved $1.1 million, which the government essentially paid for. Now, you can all argue that. We can argue that all day long, but who really pays it? But the government is giving him $1.1 million in office tax bill. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so I guess the gap I'm missing here is, is that lucrative enough for him? Do you feel mm. by you know doing that three million dollars, or maybe if he could have got it for one point five, is that really that lucrative for big businesses to do that type of stuff? His net effect is that it essentially cost him the three million seventy five thousand dollar car. Essentially, cost him two million dollars net. Right. Yep. So now, was it a good buy to buy a seventy five thousand dollar car for two million dollars? <laughs> right. No, not not very financially. Uh, the greatest thing, but he's gonna he's gonna give the money away anyway, 
And that's why, you know, I've always talked to people is when you make that kind of a money, you know, sort of, I, I think he would even argue, how much, how much is enough? Right. Does he really yeah. need it? He doesn't. He takes care of, I assume he takes good care of his employees, got successful businesses, he has lots of extra money with, which uh, he's been he's been given stewardship over, and so he gave three million dollars. I mean, I don't know who was bidding against him, right. but he gave that that home three million dollars in return. He got a seventy five thousand dollar car, which he loves because he wants that kind of a car for his collection. So, does he have to take the complete amount if he, you know, if he can take it? Does he have to take it one year, or can he spread it out over multiple years? No, you he would take it if you could take it. You would take it, but if Anything left over would carry forward. If you're prohibited from taking part of it, then it carries over the next year. But you have to take it. If I pay it this year, i got to put it on my return this year. I can't just say, no, I'm going to put it on next year. Okay. Is there any difference if it were Rick Hendrick, the person, versus Hendrick Motorsports, the organization, doing the buying? Okay. So actually, the whole thing we have talked about, it's been Rick Hendrick's personal. If Rick Hendrick's Motorsports is a C corporation, and this is a little bit trickier. So there's individuals or <clears throat> single-member LLC. So uh, so Greg Stanley has a podcast, uh, and he's got an LLC and he's a single-member. That's one structure. One is an S corporation, which, which your S corporation and your single-member LLC or your partnership organization, all the income flows to your personal tax return. So okay. it's the same. So it is the same. But if Hendricks Motorsport is a C corporation and he may have a complicated structure with his net worth being so high, which we'll assume it is, then his structure is going to be more complicated and probably there may be a C corporation mixed in. A C corporation is like you owning stock in Procter & Gamble. If Procter & Gamble gives away money, their tax rate is 21%. Okay. So a C corporation's tax rate is a flat 21% in the U.S. ever since the end of 2017. If his corporation did it, he only gets 21% of that $3 million as, as, a, as a tax savings. So that's about six hundred grand instead of $1.1 million, right? Yeah. He would get less deduction through Hendricks Motorsports okay, than he would if he did it personally. Interesting. Okay. I was just trying to figure out if there was some angle where you maximize even more, but it sounds like... Well, so, so the other argument that what you would try to do is if I was Hendrick's, Hendrick Motorsports, what I would probably do, if I could, I'm not saying you could, and I'd have to look, is, is there a way that I can get whatever I'm doing as advertising and not charitable contribution? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, under this scenario... I think you would be it would be hard pressed to call it anything but a charitable contribution. Now, if he if Hendrick's Hendrick Motorsports sponsored advertising, right? Sponsored the auction and paid three million dollars to sponsor the auction, then their deduction would be three million. Right, because it would be a business total write off, right? A hundred percent minus right. the not, value of the car. Uh, correct. So if they got the car as part of their sponsorship, then they're good. But if they just if they just bid on it. He was bidding on a, a an auction, then it's not advertising. So, but but either way, he'd be better off if he was a C corp to have done it personally because his tax write off would have been better, one million one compared to six hundred. So he he'd have saved five hundred grand in taxes by doing it personally versus the company doing it. If it's a C corp, 
complicated with all the structures. Right. Okay. Awesome. Is there anything I'm missing from this scenario? I'm trying to make sense of paying $3 million for a car, and I think you've helped us out a great deal. Anything else that you'd like to add about this? No, I think it's awesome that he did it, and uh, and it's great that he can do it, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for your time today, Scott. What's the best way our listeners can learn more about you or your firm? Uh, they can go to our website, www.ellsworth, E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H, Ellsworth CPA, that's catpaulapple.com, ellsworthcpa.com, and they can find out about us. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for your time today, Scott. Hey, thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.